Hi, this is Jim from Safety Wars. Before we start the program, I want to make sure everyone understands that we often talk about OSHA and EPA citations, along with some other regulatory actions from other agencies, legal cases, and criminal activity. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Proposed fines are exactly that, and they are often litigated, reduced, or vacated. We use available public records, news accounts, and press releases. We cannot warranty or guarantee the details of any of the stories we share, since we are not directly involved with these stories, at least not most of the time. Enjoy the show. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. And from the border of liberty and prosperity in the highway to the north, this is Safety Wars for Thursday, September 7, 2023. How's everybody doing out there? Like I said prior to the intro here, we had some technical issues last night. I wasn't really happy with the way things turned out, so I just decided we're going to scrub it. Forget that it ever happened to race a farm number one. Right? And then we'll just redo it. That's the advantage. There was no amount of editing that would have fixed that. So I got in. I was completely hydrated. Uh, was not a good situation. I you know, drinking water and uh, you know, carbonated water and regular water and iced tea and everything else, not yet rehydrated. So, we are. Anyway, I want to give you high quality programs. So, I have a couple of announcements to make. Let's see if I can do a share screen here. We updated our website, safetyworse.com, the website for the program. Uh, so we are owned, and I'm the owner, uh, by JCP Technical Services. We do business as uh, for the, all of this online stuff. And we decided to really upgrade our website here. So uh, this is at safetywords.com. Upper left-hand corner, you have the different platforms are on, uh, links to those. And uh, like I said, there's a war for your safety. You're all on the front line. Some of the other stuff to you know about me uh, is this. Uh, so if you're a current client, you could go in and we'll be invoicing you through the website, uh, depending on the work out there. And you can pay through the website. Uh, you can schedule now with us and we have a couple of different options here our big uh online program that we're trying to promote here is online has offer refreshers so if you're 1910 120 uh trained and you need an eight hour refresher we broke it into two sessions two four hour sessions why do we do two four hour sessions really simple some people can only commit to a four hour session and of course if you call us up and con or no eight four five two six nine five seven seven two or uh jim at safetywords.com we can we'll work around your schedule whatever that is if we can and then we have a let's meet uh thing where i sit down with you for 15 minutes and then a talk to the safety professional where you get to talk to me about all different kinds of things uh, we're trying to put together here uh, some personal appearances at some conferences here uh, in the next couple of months. 
Uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, and uh, that's about it. Uh, we have all different types of stuff. We have our links to our show here. If you're watching this, you know where you're getting it or listening to it on there. And we have video channels and everything else. And uh, you want to send us a file for some reason. Who knows? I don't know. I don't make this stuff up. I just tell them what I need. I think they did a pretty good job. But again, safetywords.com. Give us a, you know, check us out. Get in contact with us. And we're on all different types of uh, social media platforms, uh, things of that nature. So, uh, you know, you can get in contact with us there. That's enough of that. So now you're going to say, okay, paperwork. You safety guys are always worried about paperwork, documentation, that whole thing. Let me explain it to you this way, right? We have the uh, disaster cycle here. Let me put that up here. Uh, the disaster cycle. And if recall from uh, last night, or uh, not last night, Tuesday night, do a share here. Let's see how this goes. Hold on here. Again, this is all live, not pre-recorded. So we, we saw this from last night, the disaster cycle. So you have, and we have the left of the bang and right of the bang we had gone into. When you get right of the bang, right, and down the line into your response and recovery and the mitigation also, you're going to need paperwork. And if you don't have the paperwork, it's going to be like a disaster all over again. You know, trying to recover documents and I'm not talking, no, personal effects is a nightmare. And the other thing is this, when you're responding to a disaster, that remember, disaster is not, no, not only fires and floods and earthquakes and hurricanes and things of that nature. It's also medical emergencies. You're going to need paperwork with that. It's going to be like you're reliving the disaster all over again because you don't have your groove node together. Just the way it is. And if you don't know what groove node is, you could Google it. It's Polish. And that's the bottom line. And we developed in my, when my family, uh, because we uh, had a, no, we manage uh, medications for three different family members, we have a piece of paper that we use that whenever we go to the doctor, whenever there's an ambulance called, uh, whenever a home health worker comes in, visiting a nurse, someone from the insurance company with my mother, someone comes in from the insurance company every year and does an audit on what her situation is and everything else. We developed paperwork for that. So I'm going to share that with you right now. Uh, let me, while we're setting that up, let me go to a commercial here and I will set that up. 
In the professional safety community, communication and planning are just a few keys to your program's success. The question many practitioners have is where do I start? Dr. Jay Allen, the creator of the Safety FM platform and host of the Rated R Safety Show, has built a global foundation to help you along the way. Go to safetyfm.com and listen to some of the industry's best and most involved professionals, including Blaine Hoffman with the Safety Pro, Sam Goodman with the Hop Nerd, Sheldon Primus with the Safety Consultant, Jim Pozell with Safety Wars, Emily Elrod with Unapologetically Bold, and many others. As individuals, we can do great things, but as a team, we become amazing. Dial into safetyfm.com today and surround yourself with a powerful force of knowledge and art. OSHA recordables, catastrophic losses, environmental disasters. You want answers? So do I. This is Jim Polzel with Safety Wars. That's my daddy. All right. Yes, Jessica, I am your father. Uh, yeah, tomorrow's Star, Star Trek Day. I always get to, uh, some days, some years it's September 6th, some days September 7th, 8th, whatever. Tomorrow's Star Trek Day. We're going to talk a little bit about Star Trek. Uh, here and how does it relate to disasters how's that so with uh you're, you're involved in an emergency medical and in this case we're going to talk about medical emergencies as most of you know uh if you're a long-time listener we had a tragedy right here at home uh back in uh march uh 31st of 2021 where my mother-in-law had died on the front porch, massive heart attack, we believe. And uh, she, my uh, brother-in-law and I, Donald, had given her immediate CPR, and she didn't make it. But, uh, no, that's one situation. Another situation, mother, my father passed away last year, and he had, before he passed away, we had to call for emergency services, 911 or 911 for some of you folks out there, uh, for EMTs. And with my mother, we've had the same thing over the years. And I came up with a system, again, being a safety professional, you want to set up systems on how to manage things. So one of the reasons, uh, so you're in or whatever, you go to the hospital, doctor, what does it matter? One of the first things that they're going to ask is, what is your medication? What medications are you on? What do you take and why? And also vitamins. And what I did was, and it's also if you deal with any of those trays, those pill trays or pill boxes, they call them, they have on there, you know, afternoon, morning, afternoon, afternoon, late afternoon, then noon, and then bedtime, evening. They're no partitioned in different ways. Now, you have to fill those up, and if you're dealing with a lot of medications, it gets very confusing, especially from multiple doctors. So what I did was I created this form. The first thing you want on the form, name of the person and their date of birth. But let's remember, and I'm going to get a little, uh, as the British say, cheeky here. Uh, 
It's the date of birth on the insurance paperwork that you need. Right. And again, this is peer to peer advice on this. This is, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. I'm not a pharmacist. I don't play one on TV, but I have in uh, New City and in Woodbridge, New Jersey. Right. And that's my little joke. Uh, no, with, uh, you know, with managing family members' medications. So date of birth. And it, if you're dealing with an immigrant family member, immigrant person, this could be an issue. This is what happens uh, to, uh, I mean, it happened. We, uh, we uncovered it during the, when we had to go to TWIT cards, transportation worker identification credential in the uh, oil industry. The date of birth is not clear. So, for example, you have your actual date of birth. Then you have the date of birth of when it, and that so often gets uh, recorded as when you register the baby, when you go for the surf, uh, birth certificate. In some countries, especially uh, uh, before 1950 in Europe, and especially before World War II, Half of the doc ID documents that we would use for ID have the date of birth. Half of them have the uh, the uh, when you register the birth, and a lot of them have the baptismal date. So you can have three or more, and there's a fourth uh, type of situation. Yeah, uh, you know, you can have three legitimate things going on, three different birth dates. The other thing that you could have going on is. The uh, fourth situation is on the immigration paperwork. And back in the day when you had ships transporting people versus airliners uh, and trains transporting people rather than airliners, what ended up happening was the immigration, You, you let's say that your kid is 13 or 14 years old, but they could pass for 11 or 12. Twelve, you're going to tell the people, yeah, the, on the immigration, they weren't che checking then. Yeah, the kid's 11 years old. Yeah, but he looks 13, 11 years old. And you, why would you do this? Because you get the cheaper air on uh, the cheaper fare. Right? You get the 11 year old rate, not the 12 and 13 year old rate. So everything gets all discobulated. I've seen it. I, I must recall, we even had in this country a president with. The birth date, we won't know what it was, a birth certificate, everything's all fouled up because he lived in multiple countries, right? Fault of his own. He was a minor and everything else. No fault of his own. All these dates are different. And, and now it's like, well, what, what's the issue? There was massive litigation going on for years and everything else on the birth certificates, right? So when I heard this happen, they said, uh, and the people I know, uh, I worked in politics. Well, Jimmy, what's your opinion? I said, huh, you think he's the only one with an issue with birth certificate? Half of the immigrants in this country have problems with birth certificate, let alone what goes on in this country with birth certificates. For example, in Hudson, New Jersey, for like 30 years, you couldn't, you weren't allowed to produce a birth certificate in Hudson County, New Jersey because there was some fraud going on, a little under the cover kind of stuff, bad deals with birth certificates, people selling them there out of the clerk's office. I believe it was Hudson County. And uh, they had all different dates and things. You don't think this happened ever? This is a very common thing. I said, you're not going to get anywhere with this. True, not true. I don't 
No, but you're never get because believe never, uh, there, this is a very common thing for birth certificates uh, to be wrong. Now you're going to say, why am I ranting on birth certificates? Believe me, this is a problem because if you do not get this right, the date of birth, if it's not consistent with the insurance paperwork, it will take approximately one year to straighten out the billing. The hospital doesn't want to hear nothing. Zero. Nada. And guess who's liable for all those bills? Even if the hospital makes a mistake, who's liable for all those bills? Not the person in admissions. You are. Believe me, I've been through this already. You have to make sure that date of birth and that person's name and what's on that policy. You have to have that on there. Critical. I mean, uh, I've had uh, uh, people come, uh, you know, having to straighten out. I've heard not only my family, but that side of it, quarter million dollar bills for hospital bills. They got straightened out and they're all taken care of. But it's a nightmare to deal with because why? Everybody's dealing with a machine and a computer and they, oh, whatever the computer says is what they're going to do. There's no discretion, there's no common sense. So this is where it's critical. So you want to save yourself about, Two years of heartache, make sure you get that one right. The identification information, date of birth, name of the person. Uh, then I go through here and I fill in what the medications are taking and their dose and everything else. Now you're going to say, well, Jim, you had this information twice here. You have it here with uh, this, what the medicine is, but you also have it here in on the right-hand side, I guess it's on the right-hand side of the way you're looking at it, drug and vitamin dose and frequency. I had to add that section in there for a whole, for a big reason on here. And that is with, with when the doctors and when the home health aides and when the nurses and when the hospital starts entering in uh, their information into their computers, those that is the order that it goes into the computer. They want to know what the drug is, what the dose is, and what the frequency is. That's what they want to know. All right, and you're going to need to you're going to need to know. It makes their life easier. Less, uh, there's less chance of uh, mistakes happening. Then you have different notes. There may be different notes uh, here. For example. Uh, the person may be taking medication that's not in here. It may be on like an as-needed basis. So, for example, if you have a vertigo uh, pill that you're taking for vertigo, that's on an as-needed basis. You're going to put that in there. Or uh, another one is uh, for uh, Synthroid, right, for thyroid uh, things, uh, for uh, hypoactive thyroid lack of the, where your thyroid is working, that has to be taken the minute that you get out of bed. So that might not go in here. So that's another one. Uh, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm just telling you what I know. Then you list on here what the medical conditions are, the general ones. Do you have diabetes, heart disease, heart attack? Do you have a pacemaker, asthma? Any number of medical conditions that you need to go in there. And after you've been through this two or three times, you know what to put on there. All right. Then you go into uh, the medical conditions. Then you list what the medication is, 
which doctor prescribed it? And at the bottom, you put down the doctor's uh, 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 and everything else on there that you would need, you know, who, who the doctors are. And what is it? Name the medication. Who prescribed it? Which doctor prescribed it? Now, this is the other thing where it goes into this. What is it for? What's that medication for? Now, you're going to say, well, if it's heart medication, it's for heart issues. Not so fast. Doctors are able to prescribe medication off-label, meaning that it is approved for one condition, and now it's you can use it for a different condition. The classic example are metoprolol tartrate and metoprolol succinate. And there are other beta blockers out there that deal with blood pressure and heart rate, and they're given as a prophylactic, a preventative for additional heart, heart attacks, that sort of thing. Those are often used in psychiatric, with psychiatric uh, applications. So, for example, someone could be on a beta blocker, could be on a beta blocker and uh, for anxiety. So you need to know, well, what's it for? Why are you taking this? And again, this is the other reason uh, that uh, this is the other reason uh, that the EMTs will be asking the family members. This is often to distract you from what's going on, whatever the situation is. They start asking you questions. If you have a piece of paper, read the piece of paper. And uh, one did to me one time. I told that she started asking me questions. I said, please read the paper. It's all on the paper. All the questions that you are asking are on the paper. Read the paper. I said, I don't care if you want to read the paper or not. There is the paper. Because I'm upset and I'm confused over what's going on. You have the insurance information on there and the insurance policy numbers and everything else that you would might need for health insurance. What your address is and what your phone number is. I would add email if that's appropriate or whatever. Who to contact in an emergency and contact info for them uh, or people, persons. And you have all that on there. And if you're going, again, what do we say? Safety is about capacity. You're building capacity into the system. This is what we are doing with this. We have all the information on here. Now, additional things that you could have on here. Uh, preferred hospital. Uh, there are a couple of hospitals. My brother and I will not bring a family member to unless it's some type of a grave situation, <laughs> you know, uh, or no, it doesn't matter. Right. Sort of thing. Uh, so there is a couple of no, what hot, what are your preferred hospitals are? Maybe I should pencil that in here. Uh, right. Preferred hospitals. Right. And if you want to put on here is religion or, uh, you know, religious leader contact, right? Directions to the hospital or urgent care. That might be another thing that you throw on here. So this is all uh, basic. You want to make your life a lot easier. So as a review, Name of the person, the date of birth. Make sure you get that date of birth right. It's the date of birth on the insurance paperwork. And um, you know, uh, what 
uh, when do you take what medication and when the medication and the dose and remember get vitamins on here and the medical conditions and what what are they for the medications uh one of the other things is this uh, so for example uh uh sildenafil uh also known as viagra has multiple applications that's also given for uh breathing issues so it might be embarrassing for some men to put it on a form like this but what is it for? Well, if you have breathing issues, they may have to give you Viagra uh, for that or Sidenafil for that. Now you're now everyone's giggling at home and everything else. I get it, uh, but uh, we're, we don't shy away from uh, uh, medical situations here. That might be a medicine that you have a problem with at getting out of hospital, I was told, uh, with that. So, uh, you know, uh, again what what we try to do here we try to inform so we're we've been at it now for 24 minutes let's take a brief break while i set up the uh new uh stuff and maybe we'll hear from my wife here this is safety wars broadcasting to our brothers and sisters in the occupied territory of behavior-based safety get out your secret decoder ring here is your nightly message Context drives behavior. Context drives behavior. And is your safety training old, stale, and hackneyed? Is your safety trainer still preaching a warped version of behavior-based safety? How about safety training that actually addresses your hazards in your places and is not standardized baloney from 25 years ago? Contact the Safety Wars team at safetywars.com or call Jim Polzel at 845-269-5772. Remember, if you're receiving this message, you are the solution to unsafe workplaces. OSHA recordables, catastrophic losses, environmental disasters. You want answers? So do I. This is Jim Polzel with Safety Wars. That's my daddy. Now everyone here is going to laugh, and I have a uh, thing for non-alcoholic beer. I really do. I'm trying to get these folks as a sponsor, so I'm not going to mention the name, uh, but that's... No, no, I get those... You're drinking beer on the uh, line. No, I don't drink beer on the line. This is non-alcoholic. All right. Do, do, do. All right, so here we have off of ready.gov, and they always talk about, they'll make a plan. Again, this is, we're going to go through some of the things in the paperwork for this plan, but this is in the overall thing, right? On a plan, putting it one together. So what do you do? Well, how will I receive emergency alerts and information? What is my shelter? What is my evacuation route? What is my family or household communication plan? Do I need to update and my emergency preparedness kit? So I always make it a point every month, like uh, they used to have with the old-fashioned smoke detectors, replace your battery every uh, time you switch back the clocks. I do the same thing with the first aid supplies in the house and like medical supplies. Uh, I mean, like at, whether it's aspirin, uh, stomach upset band-aids every uh six months or a year i go through everything i clean everything out i just did it this past weekend 
yes, I have an exciting life, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> you know what some of my, what I've been going through lately. So I make sure I, as a man, I need a, I, I need a nice mundane job. Let's go through the first aid kit and all the medicines in the house. Great idea, honey. I think I'll do that. What could go wrong? <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, what do you, no, different things you gotta, uh, uh, consider here. So for example, different ages and the members and within your household responsibilities for assisting others, what locations are frequented diet, where do you people hang out? Dietary needs, medical needs, including prescriptions and equipment. We just went through that. Disabilities or access and fundal needs, including devices and equipment. Languages spoken, cultural and religious considerations. Pets or service animals. Households with school-aged uh, 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 children. Uh, so if you go here, this is ready.gov backslash plan. They have links to everything else here. So they have here, and I think that they were listening to this program because they just updated this la uh, today. Right, last updated today. Now, I, I don't feel comfortable putting this into on the internet. Uh, so what I would do is probably print this out or make up my own form. Household information, what the home number is, what your address is. Again, in an emergency People forget, especially if they get separated, people forget where they live and they're under stress. So, for example, let's say that you have an elderly person uh, who has a cognitive issues. They may not know where they live. So if you get separated, you might want this information with them, what the household number name is, right? Uh, information. Family members. Who are the family members of that person? And the people in your family, what are their contact informations? Social media, They're, right? We wouldn't have had to think about that 15 years ago, but we put it in there. Important medical information. What are the schools, childcare, caregivers, workplaces, that sort of thing? Emergency hotlines, websites, emergency contacts. Who are they for the family? Emergency meeting places. That's an important one. Designate them. Is it a neighbor's house? Uh, let's say you have a second home somewhere. That might be a meeting location, right? Uh, so what we try to do in the disaster uh, under when we train people and is that you have a for a primary, secondary, tertiary, tertiary uh, place, and you kind of choose them wisely. So if you have a local emergency like a fire. That might be like, hey, we're going to meet at our neighbor's house across the street. Uh, if it's something bigger than that, hey, we're going to meet at the library or the police station or the fire station because that might be a good place where uh, people meet during an emergency. I was trying to for years to get churches to get involved in disaster uh, planning. Didn't go so well, and they still don't want to hear about it. Believe me, no, they don't want to hear about it. New synagogues are a little bit better uh, at that. Uh, my friend Tony uh, was involved in, uh, after some anti-Semitic attacks in our community, was involved in planning at uh, that sort of thing, security for uh, uh, synagogues and prominent Jewish leaders. Uh, but 
you know, uh, with that with that in mind, you know, that might be a thing. Synagogue, church, uh, school, emergency meeting places. Where you know, what where what's well, what happens in your community? And the third thing is is if you have another one, if you have a second home or a relative living in another town or nearby, what have you? Where, hey, we're all going to meet at Aunt Mary's uh, here, and you talk to Aunt Mary, and you might have some of your backup information here that we're going to go over over at that place in a secure location at your second home at a secure location. Again, you don't want to get into a situation where you're trying to recover from a disaster, apply for FEMA, FEMA aid and everything and not have all this information with you that we're going to go into. All righty. And, you know, let's not forget the animals, veterinarians and, and uh, things of that nature. Now you have a safeguard, critical documents and, vi uh, and uh, valuables. So, again, have an inventory of your household documents, contacts, and valuables. What are you looking for? Vital records. Marriage, divorce certificates, adoption, and child custody papers. This is all on ready.gov, by the way. Uh, passport, driver's license, social security card, green card, military service ID, uh, other stuff, pet ownership papers, and ID tags. That's what I did not consider. That's an important one uh, because uh, animals get lost in a disaster. Uh, the next one uh, here, financial legal documentation what are some of the things you might need to have on here i'm getting a time uh, no i'm looking for a time here uh we're at 33 minutes into this almost 34 uh housing lease or rental agreement mortgage home equity line of credit deed to the house vehicle loans documents vin numbers registrations and titles other financial obligations, utility bills, credit cards, student loans, alimony, child support, elder care, automatic payments such as gym memberships. Uh, you'll need that information because you'll probably have to cancel them. Any type of financial accounts, including checking and savings, debit cards, retirement and investment accounts, insurance policies, homeowners, rental, auto life, flood appraisals, photos, and lists of valuable items. Sources of income, pay stubs, government benefits, alimony and child support, tax statements. Um, now I find that the accountants all have these on file, but I would still have a hard copy somewhere. And estate planning, meaning wills, trusts, powers of attorney, that sort of thing. Different medical information. I think we went over all of that just now. So uh, the things we did not go over are like lists of medications, immunizations, allergies, prescriptions medical equipment that's probably some stuff i want to i would add to our document uh emergency hot or hotline contact info for household uh employers or supervisors i tell you what let me go back for a minute here and i'm going to say put on his forgive me here we're talking and here let me add that in there okay sorry folks uh houses of worship social service providers homeowners associations home repair i tell you what in an emergency it might be advantageous to have uh, information 
uh, because let's say, God forbid, you have a real tragedy. What might you need? They need a minister, rabbi, uh, priest, uh, imam, something like that. Uh, no, uh, especially if you're Catholic, it's extremely important uh, to have the last rites written. So that may be something that you want to do. And also, a lot of churches have a lot of churches have uh, uh, food kitchens. They have different resources that are affiliated with uh, with that, like Lutheran Disaster Response, Catholic uh, Charities, uh, to name a few. With that, that help. And be careful of those scams out there. Then you have uh, your emergency or hotline contact information. Uh, was no so employers and supervisors, schools, houses of worship, social services, homeowners insurance uh, associations, and uh, home repair services. Who are your utility uh, repair people? Plumber, roofer, carpenter, etc. Electrician. And a disaster, you may need a landscaper. Make a deal with your uh, local landscaper. Know who your local landscaper is with that. Uh, what kind of valuables and prices, personal items? Again, uh, what are those? Everybody has them, right? Uh, and I always say, well, they're only things. Well, guess what? We're This is Psychological Safety Month here. Mental Health Awareness Month, September. This is an important thing to consider. The valuables and prices, personal items. Let's say that you have uh, something that's of extreme value to you. You lose it. You know, it's mind-blowing. It causes psychological damage. Again, back to basics with all this stuff. Protect your documents and valuables. And uh, where do you store them? Electronic copies, right? Uh, where, where would they be? Uh, in a cloud somewhere? Uh, box or safe? Uh, things of that nature. So this is their other things, 12 way things to look for, right? Document and ensure your property. Probably should get Dawn Becker on this one. So here we have, right? I, I won't read all of this, right? Document, meaning photograph. Insurance companies like to see photographs. Understand your options for coverage and ensure you have appropriate insurance for relevant hazards. Now, you're going to say, well, what's the big deal here? Price of building uh, equipment and building supplies has gone up considerably in the last three and a half years. Guess what? You may not have enough insurance. Dawn Becker was on here last October, and she said most of these homeowners associations are underinsured. It's a problem. It's an issue out there. Right? So you have, a, a, for example, a half a million dollar insurance policy may take you, cost you a, a million dollars to replace the house now. I don't know. So documenting, documenting. Policies. Make sure you have the right policy, right? So there's dwelling uh, coverage for your house, homeowners, other structures. Is it included in there? Personal property, law use, personal liability, medical protection. You have renter's insurance, which uh, a lot of the same thing. And then business. I mean, you have all different types of business types of stuff. Uh, one of the big things people skimp on is uh, 
business interruption or business income, cyber liability. Oh, this is the other one. I have a cyber liability policy for this uh, program, for example. Do, do, do. Flood and earthquakes. And again, what happens is if you don't have a lot of this documentation, you don't have somebody working on your behalf, and uh, Jay Allen advertises for a couple of companies that do that, you're under stress and everything else. You think you're going to make the best decisions under stress. The answer is no. You want to reduce your stress on everything. Right? And then this is, you know, 12 ways to prepare. And we'll go through the sign-up for alerts and warnings. Whatever is appropriate on your phone uh, is usually where it is. Reverse 911. Make a plan. Save for the rainy day. Practice emergency drills. Test the family communication plan. Safeguard documents. Plan with neighbors, make your home safer, no evacuation routes, document and insurance property, get involved in your community and assemble uh, supplies, right? That's 12 different ways. Probably should have started out with that. Now, many different ways of getting alerts. We won't go through all of them because it's a very lengthy discussion. You have the integrated public alert and warning system uh, managed by FEMA, the nation's alert system. Uh, and then you have uh, emergency alert system, wireless emergency alert system, NOAA weather radio, all this stuff, emergency alerts, so that's all done over uh, the radio. We talked about the uh, AM radio uh, stuff uh, a couple months back, probably worth going back and reviewing it. Uh, again, just know what's going on out there. Some people, hey, uh, the old-fashioned police scanners might be still relevant. Now, this is another one, commuter emergency plan. Make sure you have a plan for traveling between work and home and other commonly visited locations in case of an emergency. Now, uh, Monday is the anniversary of 9-11. Uh, my uncle... Uh, had uh, was one of the people who was evacuating Manhattan on his tugboat uh, uh, during this whole thing and on some of the other vessels that he owns. Uh, you now, as part of his business, Ken's Marine Service, I'll give him a shout out there. Uh, Ken's Marine.net. Uh, you can go and can look up the website and uh, for all your emergency response stuff. Uh, but anyway, he was uh, mentioning. Uh, 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 that people had no way of getting home in an emergency. What are you going to do? Uh, the people who I lived in Hoboken at the time and the people in uh, Hoboken that I lived with uh, in our, our apartment building, they worked, most of those people worked in Manhattan. What, uh, and if you could imagine this, you had people uh, that were forced, they couldn't make it to a boat Right. And those are the people, I believe, on southern Manhattan that could make it to a boat, a ferry or something exported somewhere. And a lot of those, most of those people were going over to Liberty State Park or to Staten Island uh, or uh, to uh, uh, Long Island somewhere, Brooklyn, that sort of thing. 
if they could, did not know how to get out, they, they had to find out real quick and they had to plan things out. They were in a, in a, uh, in a, uh, a panic mode running for their lives in this situation. They didn't have a plan. Am I saying they wouldn't have been running for their lives and I'm playing the victim, blaming the victim? The answer is no. But if you just make a, a little bit of a plan and you think about things a little bit, guess what? You'll probably be a little bit better off than the next person at a minimum, or you could lead the next person. Oh, how are we going to get out of this building? Well, there's a couple of different ways out of this building. How are we going to get home? Well, we have multiple options here. And by the way, you're going to be, you may be in a panic mode where you can't think. So, uh, you know, plan out your escape routes, for lack of a word. What? Uh, no, right now, right now, my commute's in anywhere. I use uh, a couple of different apps on the phone. I'm not going to mention their, their names because traffic patterns where I go change almost every day, uh, especially if I'm working anywhere in and around uh, Metro New York City. Traffic patterns may change. I got to check these things. But have a plan on how you're going to get out, right? How, which bus, which train, which ferry, driving routes, alternate routes. It might be a good idea to get what we used to call a map, where every car uh, out there back before GPS had a map in there. So what's my whole point in all this stuff? Got to plan things out. Paperwork. If you don't have the right paperwork, it's going to be one hell of an issue trying to do anything. And that's uh, what I'd like to end with. Um, uh, it's just prepare, think things out. And uh, for, for Safety Wars, this is Jim Polzel. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Good night, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow. For Sea Wars, this is Jim Bozel.